Yes, women are having sex, but they're having it with attractive men. By Joe Duncan. Changing sexual dynamics signal cultural progress. It's up to us to adapt. In one of the most famous quotes in cinematic history, Tony Montana said, This country, you've got to make the money first. Then when you get the money, you get the power. Then when you get the power, then you get the woman. In the 39 years since Scarface was released, generations of men have taken this quote to heart as gospel. It was a line that foreshadowed the manosphere, a scene that painted women as money-hungry and incapable of affection outside of a transactional dynamic. But it was the movies. And the movies aren't real. Besides, even if it was true to life, taking romantic advice from drug-addicted kingpins with miserable wives who lived a life of crime isn't really a good idea. Movies portray fictional characters compellingly. The goal is to entertain, not inform. The money, power, respect line is so far removed from the thoughts and feelings of everyday women, and it's sad that countless men don't realize it. They walk around oblivious and frustrated. They think that figures like Tony Montana and gurus in the manosphere have answers to their deepest questions about women. They talk about how women don't want nice guys and how they want complete jerks. Why the binary? Are there really only two options? Something is amiss here. So what is it that women want? 58 years before Scarface was released, Sigmund Freud said that after 30 years of studying people, the one thing he couldn't figure out was what women want. It's a line that's gone down in history, one that's quipped and joked with a shameless abandon. He also said, in his characteristically sexist fashion, that women oppose change, receive passively, and add nothing of their own. So let's not go taking advice from him either. It's absurd how bad men are at understanding women while insisting that women don't understand themselves. Sounds like projection if you ask me. Since Freud, men all over the map have claimed to have found the secret to women's minds. This included the writers of Scarface, of course. The view has been tragically reductionist and always patently male. Men have hoisted what they want women to be onto women themselves as a characteristic, a map, a guide, so they could better understand them. It's why humans invented a plethora of gods responsible for various events, to feel a sense of control over the unknown and the desirable. Thankfully, science is starting to uncover what women actually want. And even better than that, thanks to the progress we've made over the past few centuries, women themselves can actually tell us what they want. And more importantly, how they feel. What women want is surprisingly simple. It's nowhere near as simple as senseless mumblings about money, power, and respect, but still, it's pretty simple. Mostly, women want the same things men want. Sure, those things might take on different characteristics for men and women most of the time, but not always. They might unfold differently. It might seem like we're living in separate worlds, you know, Venus and Mars and that whole thing. And the seemingly constant state of conflict we find ourselves in today is us trying to reconcile those differences. Or, as Melvin Connor put it in his incredible book, Women After All, Sex, Evolution, and the End of Male Supremacy, if men are from Mars, women are from Earth. But, in reality, men and women have far more similarities than they do differences. And men viewing women as this foreign, exotic thing to be understood, 
mastered and controlled is kind of textbook sexism, unless it's consensual and she's into that sort of thing. We all fall in love, an experience that changes us on the genetic level. We all want security, money, friendships, close family bonds, and to be well-adjusted to our environments. Also, we all want sex. Women don't trade sex for money any more than men do. Even if you asked both men and women to list their sexual fantasies, the commonest fantasy in both sexes turns out to be the same. A deep, romantic connection. I've covered it here on The Science of Sex. Much ado has been made about women's declining interest in sex across the board. Women are less interested in sex than they used to be, even though rates of women's sexual dysfunction have gone down. This has left us with a bipolar view of sex. On the one hand, alarmist news headlines tell us that it's a scourge that so much casual sex is happening and it's on the rise. On the other hand, alarmist news headlines tell us we aren't having enough sex. But what if this is just a shift in cultural ability, a regression to the mean? In other words, what if women are being choosier with their partners than they once were now that they're unburdened by the old societal pressures that forced them into unhappy marriages where they were economically dependent on their husbands? A recent study published in Evolutionary Psychological Science found that women are open to both short-term and long-term relationships, depending on the partners, just like men. While men boastfully divide women into hoes and housewives, women quietly sum up the men they encounter into different groups like boyfriend material and casual sex material. This confirms an abundance of research suggesting the same. And guess what? Attractiveness matters to women. A 2006 study titled Sex Similarities and Differences in Preferences for Short-Term Mates, What, Whether, and Why, asked people to perform some interesting exercises. They gave people mate budgets, like they were handing out XP in a video game, and asked participants to build their perfect partner by buying traits on a budget. Participants spent their budgets on things like physical attractiveness, social status, creativity, kindness, and liveliness. When the results were tallied, women and men were closely aligned, especially regarding what they wanted from a short-term partner. From long-term to short-term relationships, both men and women were willing to skimp on kindness, social status, and creativity to find a short-term partner who was more physically attractive. Both sexes favored physical attraction when looking for a short-term partner, but they bought more depth and a wider variety of traits when looking for a long-term partner. Yes, women like casual sex too, but they want it with men they find attractive. Surprisingly, both men and women were about half as interested in physical attractiveness when it came to long-term partners. Both sexes emphasize attractiveness, and you can think of it as chemistry, in their casual flings. Only when asked about what they wanted in a long-term partner were things like social status and creativity given more priority. The study also gave us a new relationship framework. It can be really helpful in how we view our relationships. During the course of the study, Researchers highlighted three questions people asked themselves before getting into a relationship with someone new. It's called the three W's. What, whether, and why. You can apply this to your relationships and learn a lot about yourself. First, let's start with what. What do you prioritize in a partner? What are the necessities you can't live without? And what are the lofty luxuries you'd like to live with? What kind of future do you envision? What kind of traits make someone compatible with you? 
What's necessary for fulfilling a short-term relationship? What's necessary for fulfilling a long-term relationship? Next, there's weather. It's crucial to ask yourself whether you're open to a short-term relationship, a long-term one, or both. This can help you avoid uncomfortable situations with someone where you're on a completely different page than they are. Last, it's important to ask why. Why are you looking for a relationship? What beliefs influence your why regarding your relationships? Are you out for exhilarating sex? To cure boredom? To feel emotionally fulfilled? To not feel unattractive? Or what? Do you want excitement? Do you want security? What is it that you truly want? If you follow those questions far enough, they'll lead you down a rabbit hole that ends with the things that are most significant to you. This framework is more in line with how we think, even if unconsciously. Sex is about much more than simple reproduction. It's about feeling sweet, extraordinary sentiments that inundate us, connecting us with someone spiritually, emotionally, and, of course, it's about experiencing pleasure. Sex is also about relationships. The nuances and meanings of those relationships are up to us. And if we don't know what we're looking for, how can we ever find it? All in all, women didn't suddenly become sexless overnight. The relationship dynamics have changed. Now women have the freedom to make better choices that suit them the best. And they're exercising that freedom. Sorry, Tony Montana. In a society with sexual equality, you can't just buy women with money, power, and respect.